ask me is what I'm drinking. Today I am drinking this lovely coffee blend from Francesca herself. Oh yeah. Here's a shout Our out to Fran. good friend Fran and Adrian. Yes. Went and stayed with them in LA a little bit ago and they gave us some real good, a Hawaiian roast. Uh, yeah, from the yeah. shop that she works at. And I guess we should clarify, really, really it's good. not actually, like, her coffee, but it's from her, so we call it Fran it, Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else do you have in there? Um, I have a little bit of coconut milk and some cinnamon. Cool. cool. Yeah, I love my coffee with cinnamon. Cool. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I'm drinking some peppermint tea this morning. Mm. Now I know what you might be thinking. Evan, why are you drinking peppermint tea in the morning? Is that just going to put you to sleep? So it's not thinking. Well, let me tell you. I'm not talking to you, right? I'm talking <laughs> to our audience. I made the mistake of not drinking water since I woke up this morning. And I, first thing I put into my stomach today was coffee. And that upset it a little bit. And yeah, so usually, <laughs> usually when I first wake up, first thing I do is I drink a whole bunch of water. And I mean, if, if you want to start your day off right, if you want to feel good in the morning, uh, drink water as soon, as soon as you wake up. You just spent eight plus hours not drinking water, and you need to replenish your fluids, especially before you put anything else in your stomach. And I forgot to do that today, so my stomach's a little bit upset, and I'm a little extra jittery. So, Isn't I'm using peppermint to kind of calm me down a little bit. Whenever you have, like, a cup of coffee, you're technically taking that much, at least, water away from yourself. So, like, if you... What do you mean? Like, if so, you... Have... Okay, if I drink this cup of coffee, and then I drink a cup of water the same size, I'm basically just back to where I was. I'm not, like... Yeah. Upping my water right. game. So, you should drink, like, two glasses of right. water and then drink a cup of coffee. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Same thing goes for alcohol. Yeah. For any, for any, for whatever size, <laughs> of, you know, drink you have. Basically, think of, like, one drink as being, you know, like, a cup of water. Like, what, whatever it is that you drink, and coffee or alcohol, you need to replenish that. So it's just going to dehydrate you. Yeah. Which is funny, you'd think that a drink like coffee that is made out of water would be hydrating you, but it's not. Whoa. It's dehydrating you, people. So, what a plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. How did... I I was going to ask you how you make coffee, but I'm the one that made it. Yeah. Evan... Pour over. Good old pour over. great coffee. I <laughs> drink great coffee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well... Uh, so, today... Yeah. We want to talk about um, something kind of close to heart. Broken engagements. Yeah. We... Engagements where people break up. How sad. My gosh. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's not sad, though. Sometimes it's a good thing. Well, yeah. I mean, if your relationship ended up breaking up, then good. You know, like, probably means that you should have been together. Therefore, I'm glad that you're moving on. I'm glad that you're making the choice to, you know, basically <laughs> go on with life in hopefully a positive direction. So. Yeah. Well, I think there's two things about breakups, and that's one, if you break up, like, it could be better. You guys could really have not been a good match you could be growing in different directions um you know you could be better with somebody else yeah um but also if you break up and then eventually come back together like i'm sure that there's a lot of healing so i don't think breakups are really ever something to like 
fear or be upset about it happening because oftentimes even like we weren't engaged when we first broke up but you and I broke up and we both admit like that breakup was really a necessary and essential thing for us to grow as individuals before coming back together okay I don't know if I would say I have two things I would say one to that I don't know if I would say that the breakup was necessary but I definitely say the breakup was beneficial Mm. I think a lot of good came out of that breakup out of that example but I I don't know if I say it was necessary because I think that but like a lot of good came from it yeah absolutely absolutely so the other thing I want to say is I don't think that I have ever seen an engagement break up where I thought, oh man, that was a, that's a bummer. They belonged together. I think every mm-hmm. engagement that I've seen break up, I'm like, yeah, that seems like the right choice. Oh, ow. <laughs> Maybe not like in... <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting on the side, like judging. <laughs> no, I'm not judging, but... You know, you can. I think that you can look at a relationship and kind of sense, um, you know, just have like a, a sense about it. If it's, and that's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of unfair to even have that sort of thought. Maybe just because like that's not my business. You know, like I'm not in that relationship. Why am I having these type of thoughts about them? But I mean, I think for me, it is true. You know, I think any engagement that I have seen break up has always been like, okay. You know, it's never, I don't think for, for me at least, it's never been like, no, like they need to get back together. And I think you know, for they, most people. They, they fit. And so that's why I said at the beginning, like if you're in a relationship and you're engaged and you come to a place where you guys decide to go your own separate ways, well, good, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's, that sucks. And that's really hard. And I'm really, really sorry that that happened to you. And I never wish on anyone. Even if it is a relationship that I think isn't right. Like, I'll never wish, like, a broken engagement on you. Um, But, you know, uh, if that's, you know, if that's what it takes for for you to get onto the right path for life, then fine. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that for most people I've ever talked to that have come out of a season from a broken engagement, they oftentimes are, like, really thankful for it. Yeah. <clears throat> thankful for the growth that happened for them. Thankful that they didn't commit themselves to someone when it wasn't yeah. right. Like, there's a whole lot to be thankful for. Yeah, a lot. A lot of even though it's really, really painful, can come from broken engagement, just yeah. like any other broken relationship. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think the reason we want to talk about this is because, well, one, I personally have broken off an engagement, mm-hmm. and then we've also had a lot of um, friends that we've seen just go through this. So. And I, friends, yeah, but also, I just feel like just in society, there's like this abroad huge in general, we both feel like <laughs> the, yeah, the rate at which uh, broken engagements yeah. are happening are just, is climbing. And we don't really have actual facts to back that up, so if somebody wanted to like fact check this episode, that would yeah, be great, this, but this is a lot based off of experience. This is pretty much just <laughs> <laughs> experience, um... I don't have experience with this. I'm going to be talking more about just, like, what I think. <laughs> I'm going to try to stay away from, like, opinionated statements. But I definitely am going to talk about, like, what my, uh, I don't know, like, why I think things are happening. I don't know. Yeah. And, well, I think it's also true, like, anything that we're talking about right now, we don't expect any relationship to ever be the same. So we're just going to share a little bit about each of our own stories and mm-hmm. what we've helped friends through, what we've helped me through. Um, But we also recognize that every relationship is different. 
and there's no like solution or formula to any kind of relationship um i have this actual like theory though okay that the reason we're seeing so many more engagements that break up especially that i think this applies like especially to christian circles right okay i think that there is this tear in between generations so you have like young 20 somethings um that are kind of caught in between this new philosophy um, that the secular world probably, like, embraced a while ago, but this new philosophy of, like, if you get married before you're 30, like, you're dumb. Hmm. <laughs> you know, your brain's not fully developed, you haven't discovered who you are, um... You haven't experienced that much of life. Yeah, you don't, you don't even really know what you want, how can you be there for someone else, right? Yeah. So, it's definitely, like, this thought of don't get married until you're at least 30 or mm-hmm. somewhere near there. And then you have the Christian church, which for so long has taught, like, get married young, um, you know, especially when it came to, like, sexual purity and things like that. Like, getting Mm -hmm. married young was really pushed. Having kids young has been um, pretty traditionally standard. Um, And so I think that something we're experiencing is we have these young 20-somethings that are kind of caught in between these two philosophies of, like, I can go out and find myself and I can be my own person and I can start my own business and I can dream these big dreams. Um... But also, I've been raised with this desire to have a family. And Mm -hmm. so, I think that you have especially, I can't really speak for guys, but I think you have these girls that are, like, being empowered to go and be incredible women. But they've always dreamed of starting a family. And so, you know, you kind of get into these serious relationships and then you reach, you know, 21, 22, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, wait, I have so much of life ahead of me. Mm Um, and so I definitely think that is something that is, like, causing this. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know. It kind of feels like a conspiracy theory. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, as you're talking, I'm thinking about all these different, uh, you know, things that you just talk about. All these different ways that this that this could be discussed. I think that, okay, so something else that is rising in numbers is the uh, divorce rate. Um, I don't know. I feel like but there's a lot of similarities there. Down a little bit with the increased age of getting married. So like the mid millennials, and then Gen, Gen Z. Wait, hold on. So are you saying that like with certain age groups, the rate is changing? Yes. Okay. But yeah. I'm, so I'm, getting I'm married saying... later has okay. been um, decreasing divorce rates. Yeah, which makes sense. Right. right. But the general divorce rate is still going up. It's a little bit above 50%. I don't know what the exact number is, obviously. No one knows what the number is. You're a fact checker. <laughs> um, I don't know. I almost feel like people, the world is making it easier and easier and more and more attractive to be single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like this really pretty package um, that I agree. There's a lot to be gained from being single. But I think that we often talk about being single at the expense of saying that, like, being in a partnership is bad and icky and you can't have any Mm. of these things. And so we kind of approach it like it's either or. um, Or not either or. It's one or the other. It's black or white. You can only have this or you can only have that. Mm. Um, But I just don't think that's true. We've talked about some before. Like, you can be in a relationship and still have a lot of independence. But... I guess there is a reality of saying, like, it is going to take a lot of self-sacrifice to be in relationships. Yeah, it is going to take a lot of selflessness, yeah. yeah. And that's not something that's really attractive yeah. <laughs> to it's most not. people. It's not, it's not, yeah. 
So, about three months-ish into our first dating relationship, we broke up. Mm -hmm. And we were broken up for uh, somewhere between a year and a half and two years. So, a while. Yeah. Um, And in that time, you got engaged. I did. To someone that was not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about later, like, maybe what that was like for me. But for you... What was, oh man, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> what what was it like coming out of that and trying to transition back into a normal life or, you know, back into a independent single life? Yeah, so um, the other relationship that I had, I really, 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 had a tendency of um, prolonging the breakup. Mm. Um, it's like you've you been thinking about it for a long time. Very long time. I actually had thought about breaking up before we were even engaged. And then the engagement came as kind of a surprise to me. Mm. Um, and I definitely think in this relationship, I played out a lot of my like childhood hurts. Yeah. Um, I wasn't yeah. my strongest self. I wasn't my most healed self. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things that I had worked to heal in myself, like came unraveled in this relationship yeah so you things that you had gone through from your childhood that were traumatic you relived again yeah and so for me um for me that looked a lot like kind of hiding behind somebody else who had a more dominant personality than me um definitely playing like I'm going to just bring this up because I have to. I'm an Enneagram type 4, and so when 4s go into their unhealthy state, they become <laughs> like a 2. Um, Enneagram type 4s, you know I is. feel like, are people who like do cross it. Like, they have to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, no. It the conversation. It does, though. By the way, I'm out. an Enneagram type 4. Yeah. <laughs> hear me out. Uh, I acted on a lot of those negative behaviors of the type 2. So it's easy to just say that because gotcha. then you know what I'm saying. Gotcha. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, um, in short, that was a lot of like, I just tried to take care of everybody else's needs but my yeah. own. I um, lived my life to please others. I stuffed a lot of my own desires and pain. Um, and also, type four, I became really, really moody and um, <laughs> yeah. I was severely depressed. I was having anxiety attacks yeah. Um, yeah. daily, if yeah. not multiple times a day. Um, so my, like, everything that I'd worked to heal in my journey just really came undone in this relationship. Um, and it started about the time that we got engaged. Gotcha. So um, I, we got engaged. Um, it came as a surprise to me. I Honestly, I had friends asking me, like, why did I say yes? And I was like, I honestly don't know. Um, and this is nothing against that person, but it just wasn't a healthy relationship for mm-hmm. me. Um, and a lot of people around me knew that. Um, and so, like I said, I really, really prolonged trying to break off this engagement. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hard because now I had committed to something that was, you know, my ideal, my dream, my... I always wanted to be engaged, and I didn't feel like I got to do a do-over. Yeah, being engaged is exciting. I feel like it's, I mean, that's a dream for a lot of people is to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but, like, I didn't feel like I had the grace to then leave it and still, like, be desired by somebody else. Or, you know, there was a stigma that was going to follow me if I broke off an engagement. Okay, so then I have a question about so many things that you just said. I mean, that, that all 
come down okay, to the let's start okay. with one. No, it's the same question for oh. all of these different things you've been saying. So, you're breaking off an engagement, something that ideally isn't supposed to end, right? Right. You're uh, stepping out of your childhood dream of being engaged, mm-hmm. then being married. Um, you're afraid of maybe not being able being able to get engaged again in the future because mm-hmm. someone isn't going to like that you're you were already engaged. But you also have your community questioning whether or not you should be in this engagement at all. So plus, there's one other thing. Okay. Plus, my whole relationship or this whole relationship had already been built around me pleasing them. Gotcha. So I'm acting from a voiceless place already, where gotcha. my biggest concern is if I break this off, even though it's good for me, I'm going to yeah. let someone else down. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So with all those factors, did you feel sort of like shame when when you totally. actually did? break it off and you actually left oh when like, i actually broke yeah it? not oh, for okay. him, but like when it was it was done so we broke actually up. broke off the engagement several times mm-hmm. um that not a lot of people knew about okay so um we lived in i was still in school at this point um yeah. and so i was living, living in, in really really close community you know a lot yeah. of people in your business at all times um and so not even a lot of people knew that but we were almost breaking up or breaking up like every other week. After I a remember point. there were two instances in which I heard about it. <laughs> I remember coming back from Christmas vacation and my buddy who picked me up from the airport to drive me back to school, coming back from Christmas vacation, was like, hey, did you hear that Alyssa broke up with him? And I, you know, flipped out. I was like, what? <laughs> there's a chance? You're saying there's a chance? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, yes. Everyone yes, knew. <laughs> so we, I know. But, like, it was it was really hard. It also became, okay, sure on that, it became really, really isolating for me because I just felt hmm. like everyone was talking about me and, you know, obviously no one's talking about you that much and anyone who loves you isn't talking crap about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me... I am very, very sensitive, and I was already in this really fragile state, and yeah. I, I became, like, so isolated. Yeah, I bet. Um, and that was honestly probably one of the harder parts, because if I would have been more connected, I think I would have had the power to break off the engagement when I needed to. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But instead, it actually took me going home during the summertime and being around my family and, like, knowing everything was going to be okay and having that strength and having shoulders to rely on. Yeah. That, like, helped me finally stick to it. Yeah. And so at that point, it was a total and complete, like, clean break. Hmm. Um, which I highly recommend for anyone who is thinking about breaking up or ever goes through breakups. Makes it easier. I completely recommend, no matter what the past relationship was, you guys can be amicable. You gotta give a clean break at least for a while. Yeah. Um, you two have shared a lot of things. Yeah, you've shared very, this very level of intimacy and, that's... And deep. That yeah. you've got to walk away from for if at least a while. If you actually want to start a new life, if you want to start a new chapter. You've got to break those things. Yeah. 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 And that yeah, that's good. It just allows yourself a healing time too, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't remember what the question was. So my question was, okay, so you were... Uh, okay, so my, my question was, <laughs> did you feel shame after doing oh. the actual breakup? But the fact that you were just talking about the fact that your reality was living in close community when you broke up. Mm-hmm. That is a huge added factor. Yeah. Especially that your community was super Christian. Yeah. So, My family's all Christian. Probably I'm very conservative. With that. We, could probably, we could probably call that school pretty conservative. Being a being a being the denominational, 
you know, church that it was. Oh, I don't feel like... I had people in that community that were helpful, but my main support really only came from my family. Right, in, so my question is, did community. you feel shame? Then? Yes, yeah. so I felt a ton of shame leading up to it. Yeah. Um, when I, you know, was unpacking why I was having anxiety, that was mm-hmm. a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, when I broke off, did the clean cut, everything like that, I felt the most free I've ever felt in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I felt like a million and twelve dollars. Like I was living the high life because yeah. it was like I was holding on to something for so long that was daily berating my heart and my soul, and was it felt like just constantly walking in opposition to what God was saying, even though it was something really, really hard to do and really, really hard to face, and yeah. meant that I was going to hurt somebody else. The second that I did it, it was like the grace of God just rushed over me. And yeah, I felt yeah. like myself again, like a light came back in my eyes. That's awesome. Yeah. I was able to eat, which I hadn't been doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like honestly, everything changed from that moment on. Yeah. Good. Good. So what was it like for you, um, you know, stepping into that place of uh, it's time to, to, to heal and to mend wounds and try to take hold of that future life that was before you? Yeah. Um, Did you go through any counseling? I was in counseling. Um, That's good. Once I got back to school, so we broke up um, like midsummer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and I was once officially. I got back to school. Yeah, officially. Like that was the last that was time. The, the clean cut. Okay. Yeah, um, and also I think this is a good time just to say a side note: if you're in a relationship that is that turbulent, that is no basis to start a marriage on. If you're in a relationship that you're constantly going back and forth and you you have to talk yourself into feeling like it's the right choice, give yourself time to yeah. let it not be the right choice. The right choice should be extremely obvious. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's easy, <laughs> but it's obvious. Yeah. And your community the grace is of in God agreement goes with, with you. you. Yeah. That's the point of being in community, right? Yeah. You know, like a lot of people say it takes a village to raise a baby. Well, I think it also takes a village to have a marriage. So if your community is like in disagreement with you on your relationship and yes but also I did experience some people that were like you guys are so great together um you know some people you can't always trust your community because they might not always know the full details of your relationship well I think that's when it comes down to like who are the individual people that you're listening to yeah you know like are you listening to your friends are you listening to your classmates are you listening to like your mom right are you listening to your best friend who hasn't known your whole life you know what I mean so it's like the word community is so, like, generic. So I think, like, in that instance, in that context, we need to, like, define, like, what we even mean by community. Yes. But also, like, there was some instances, like, once we finally broke up, I had a lot of friends come forward and be like, oh, thank gosh, which they had been supportive all the way up until the end. And then all of a sudden it was like that. So I think sometimes it can be really hard for uh, community yeah. members so, to be able to say, like, no, this relationship totally, is good. And there's grace totally, for that. Totally. But I think, like... Check your intuition first. Check your prayer life first. Check with your family or whoever is, like, your blood-packed people. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's, like, your closest of your clothes. Right, right. And then, like, (laughs) go from there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because, like, I had a lot of really close friends that didn't really say anything until after. Because it's hard to be like, oh, my gosh, I don't like this relationship. I know, but I wish that they did. Oh, totally. And that's something that me being your husband now is something that I have. I mean, even before we were married and, like, we were just dating, I, I've asked people, why didn't you say something? Yeah. You know, why did yeah. you just watch as she walked through this? I had thing? to have some tough conversations with friends afterwards to 
honestly say like hey why weren't you looking out for me like if you felt this way Mm -hmm. why didn't you say something and Mm -hmm. in the future if you really love me please you have permission to speak into my life right yeah right hard love people necessity uh yeah so what what was your healing like what was that yeah so um stepping into that gosh i think the very first thing that I would recommend to somebody who is going through healing from a broken engagement is um, put away social media. Mm, Put away um, any sort of to-do list. Put away, if you are in an engagement where you were planning the wedding. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so that was kind of a weird thing about my engagement was we started planning the wedding and then we broke it off. <laughs> yeah. And I said that we're not allowed to like plan the wedding after a certain point. So thankfully gotcha. when we like broke it off, broke it off, I didn't really have anything else that's to good. cancel. But let's say you did though. But if you did, so if you're in a situation where you had to still cancel everything, um, only take care of what you have to right away. And that doesn't mean talking to friends unless they have booked um, a flight. That means like That means getting canceling. your money back when you need to. <laughs> But, like, outside of that, take a day or a week to just be disconnected and in deep community with a few people that love you. Yeah. Um, I recommend, honestly, like, it sounds extreme, but get away from your daily life. Go somewhere new. Go to an Airbnb somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Just Put your mindset in a place of, like, I'm going to retreat and I'm going to let my heart heal. Um, I think sanctuary is really, really important when you're breaking something that was a close bond, like an engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you you are now refilling your heart back up, kind of. Like, it was connected. Most likely you guys shared a lot of intimate moments. Mm -hmm. Um, There's probably soul ties there. So Mm -hmm. give yourself a safe space to go and, like, genuinely reconstruct your life and start asking yourself what your dreams are start asking yourself where you need to heal start asking yourself where um maybe you lost yourself in this journey of being in a relationship with someone else um and just make lists of your dreams of um who you are of what you want to do um start new and start dreaming yeah 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 for me, healing looked a lot like um, starting to speak things over myself again, that Good. like I was worthy of love and mm-hmm. that I was worthy of a relationship that brought me life. I was worthy of intimacy. I was worthy of a bunch of things that I was really worried I wasn't going to have or that even wasn't happening in the other relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of my healing came from breaking the thought process that I was only worthy of, like, destructive relationship or relationships that kept repeating childhood wounds. Yeah. Um, so opening myself up to saying something different about my life, mm-hmm. saying that I was worthy of something else, saying that, you know, God was going to be in my relationship, saying that I was worthy of everything I wanted in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was huge for me. And then journal a lot during this time, too, because... It's really, really cool to get to look back on. Yeah, it's a great way to process things. Yeah. To get it out of your mind and onto a piece of paper. Um, and then, like, moving on past then, I think allowing yourself time to specifically think about it and don't rush yourself or say or feel like, you know, you're not allowed to talk about this anymore. Like, it happened 
whenever it happened. So you have to move on. Like, accept that it's part of your journey and it's part of your story now. And that's a beautiful thing. There's going to be amazing things that come into your life because you were willing to face this mountain. Yeah. And don't try to erase it from your story like it's a blemish. Like, use it as a way to glorify God. Right. Right. Yeah. That's good. Can I change the topic a little bit? Totally. Uh, would you say then that a, not a reason why you got into the engagement, but a reason why you stuck with the relationship or why you were in the relationship was out of fear? Um, geez. I think there's kind of a layered answer of why I was in a relationship. Um, fear is probably a really good blanket statement, but there was a lot of different fears. So it was sure. a fear of... Um, like for me, fears that I've had growing up were, I'm too introverted. So I tended to date really like boisterous or charismatic people. Um, Mm -hmm. so I had a fear of not being enough. And so that Mm -hmm. kept me in the relationship. And then I had a fear of, um, not being able to like physically provide for myself. Um, especially if I decided I wanted to be a stay at home mom or something like that. So I would date somebody who is, very like CEO driven yeah, um, or CEO minded or, you know, that personality, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. traditional personality. Um, I had a fear of not being wanted. Mm. Um, and so being wanted, it didn't actually like cure that fear. (laughs) It just kept me like getting deeper, you know, it's like, I think that's, I think that's a really common thing is that people have a fear of not being wanted or they have a fear of like never finding it again. Mm -hmm. They have a fear of like not being worthy of what they actually want. Yeah. I think, I think that's a lot, that's a very common reason why people not only enter into relationships that they shouldn't be in, but why they, you know, step into engagement in agreement of marriage. Right. Well, when you enter a relationship from the mindset of like, will I be wanted? Mm-hmm. You're always going to have to keep raising mistakes with that person because you're never yeah. going to feel confident. In it. So it's always like shifting sand, you know, yeah. which makes you commit faster than maybe you should, which makes you give away your heart more than you really want to or like more than your boundaries would appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you stop protecting yourself because your whole agenda is will I be wanted yeah. if... Will they commit to me to this level? Will they whatever? And it's, um, for me, it was never about like, will I find somebody else as much as it was about like, am I special enough to experience Mm -hmm. something like this? I don't know. It's kind of hard to differentiate the thought processes, but, um, yeah, it was definitely risky for me to enter that relationship with the fear of not being wanted. Yeah. Wow. So what, okay, so little backstory. I end the relationship. Um, I deeply, deeply, deeply missed Evan and I's friendship. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we end up reconnecting down the road. I've gone through some healing, worked through some stuff. Um, we end up, like, connecting. I reach out to Evan, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> I've heard that you hate me, but... Um, I don't know. Would you maybe you want to be and friends? I was <laughs> sipping a Mai Tai on a beach in Hawaii at the time. <laughs> um, I get this text from Alyssa. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> yeah. So I really just like 
approached him with kind of this innocence of like, can we be friends? Like, I know yeah. adults don't usually ask that question, but here I am. It was a really vulnerable text, you know, like I could have just, dest- I could have destroyed you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it is obviously, it is of course the text that I had been dreaming of receiving <laughs> since the day that you <laughs> broke up with me. So did I, did I want to say what? Um, so what was it like for you to then start being friends with me again, to start mm-hmm. dating me and. Maybe we could even get into a little bit of, like, what it was yeah. like to walk through healing of being yeah. in a new relationship. Because that was Good really emotional. question. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Well, I I was never, like, afraid of being friends with you. I, of course, always miss your friendship, too. Um, you know, it's just the reality of, like, your best friend being gone within, like, the snap of your finger. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's a quick backstory for anyone who doesn't know our history. We... We're, like, instant best friends. Yeah. I remember that, like, at that time, I was reading a uh, a biography by Humphrey Carpenter that was about the Inklings. If you don't know who the Inklings are, they're a lit- literary club in Oxford, England that consisted of C.S. Lewis, J.R. Tolkien, uh, Christopher Tolkien, um, I'm forgetting the other ones, um... And one of the things that Humphrey Carpenter wrote was just the deep, deep friendship that Lewis and Tolkien had. And in one of his letters, uh, Lewis wrote something after uh, a a late, late night conversation with Tolkien that said, uh, you know, that moment that you connect with someone and you feel like um, you've been alone your whole life and finally you found someone who is just just like you yeah yeah and that's how that's how we felt about each other so not to be very, dramatic very quickly. or anything but, but anyways we like so yeah so you know i missed your friendship deeply and thought about you all the time so um i had no no problem being friends with you and that was something i wanted really badly and to talk about things that were like realistic there was of course like a fear that i had or more like awareness, where I, you know, wanted to make sure that I was prote- protecting myself. You know, you had broken up with me. And so I didn't want to, oh, man, I don't know, enter into a friendship with you where I was going to get hurt again like that. Um, and so a lot of my time was spent just in prayer with the Lord and practicing discernment and wisdom, you know, remembering all the lessons I had learned the two years previous and really making sure to to maintain the strong and, you know, capable individual that I had become during our season of being broken up. Because um, there was a lot of growth I went through during yeah. that time. That was something we both talked about instantly was like, we came back, and it was instantly like we were best friends again, but we both were so different. Right. I think, like, an easy way of saying it is that during the time that we were broken up, I became the best version of myself that I'd ever been. And so if I was going to enter into a friendship with you or anything more than that, I wanted to make sure that I was maintaining the best version of myself and not allowing myself to kind of, like... Go back to old tendencies. Go back to old tendencies or even be, like, easily tricked. I know that sounds so extreme, but... um, Tricked you in the You know what I mean? 
I didn't, I didn't want to date you again just to be broken up with again. Let's put it that way. So um, entering back into a friendship with you was as smooth as butter. As easy as pie, you know? It was just the easiest thing in the world. It was so natural feeling. I remember our first conversation was just like, it was like nothing had, it was like no time had passed. I don't want to say it was like nothing had changed. Obviously things had changed, but it, it was like nothing had actually happened. You yeah, know? it was like we had both grown and yet we'd still been in each other's lives. Like I don't know, we, we, we were still ourselves yeah. and it was still easy for us to connect. Okay, so let's fast forward to when we start dating again. Yeah. So we're friends for a while um, and then we start to date, um, which went through its own like, <clears throat> you know, weirdness in and of itself, getting back to being trusting with each other and deciding that's what we wanted. <laughs> um, so we reached this place what was it like for you? Because I know I walked into the situation feeling very um, timid, especially because mm. I knew from beforehand that you had this kind of ideal of like having this perfect relationship. And that's a, a great thing. It's a beautiful thing to pray for and want, but I felt like I was so mean? damaged. I have, I mean a perfect, oh, okay. Like gotcha. I know that you would gotcha. never break off an engagement. Like you had all of these things that you kind yeah. of said well, that made me feel I, like I was less than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like everyone has that want. Like who doesn't yeah. want that, you know? But it happens. So how do you adjust? Yeah. How do you adapt to it? Um, well... I mean, those are all things that I had to walk through before we even dated, you know, before, like, that was part of me coming up to the, the decision that I was going to pursue you again. Um, and, you know, I had, I had people in my community who were saying, like, Evan, like, are you sure she's legit this time? You know, like, are you being careful? You know, like, are you watching your heart? You know, are you, you know, are you really covering all, all your corners here? And so that was one of the things I had to be, I had to become okay with marrying someone who had been engaged before. And I think at first thought that was like, okay, this might be a little bit hard, but when I considered the idea of marrying you and how badly I wanted to do that and just how awesome we were together, it wasn't a problem. I don't, I can't look back on those moments of making a decision and it being something difficult mm -hmm. um yeah yeah that was something I definitely like experienced so much in our relationship was just the abounding love that you had for me which completely washed away like all of the fears that I had yeah. um but that's not to say I know I went through a lot of um having to kind of like rework thought processes mm -hmm. of being in this new relationship. So yeah. when you come from something that's as serious as a, an engagement and then you break it off and you go into a new relationship, um, you're still carrying with you probably some old thought processes, even if you've worked through them and you've confronted yeah. them and you know that they're there, like things just come out and you don't really get to fully solve it, I feel like, or fully heal it until you're confronted with the situation, hmm. like the one that formed that thought process. Hmm, yeah. So, you know, being in a new relationship, I'm now confronted with all of these things that I've been trying to heal and, like, yeah. retrain. And so I had to work through a lot of, like, it's going to be just like it was before in this bad relationship or he's mm -hmm. going to treat me this way or when he does this, it means this. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I think you did that was really, really helpful for me was you consistently reminded me of, like, who we were. And um, I think 
you created intimacy between us by constantly talking about, I'm definitely words of affirmation too, so maybe it's not like this for everyone, but for me, um, you consistently talked about like the things that you loved inside of me and you daydreamed about our future and you created <laughs> a lot of trust and hope yeah. and um, just something, it was really like a new fresh air for me. It was a new experience and you allowed me to be broken when I was broken and you allowed me to be honest with what I was feeling and to share um, all of the experiences that I had gone through and why I was feeling the way I was. Yeah. And you did it without judgment. And I think if that had not have been the case, like, we wouldn't have made it. <laughs> hmm. Not to toot my own horror thing either, but I feel like I made it known to you that all along I'd been praying for you. You know, yeah. all along I had been loving you from afar and sincerely wanting what was best for you and seeking that out in your favor. Yeah. Um, so there were certain things that, you know, getting together with someone who had been engaged before uh, was kind of a bummer, you know, like planning a, a wedding. I had never planned a wedding before and you had. And so that was something that was kind of like, okay, well, that's, that's kind of a bummer. You know, like, we won't plan our first wedding together. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I don't know, man. To be honest, like, ultimately, in the end, like, none of those things mattered. Yeah. When it was held in the light of a bigger picture. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just, it just didn't matter. And, I don't know, I feel like that if you're finding yourself in a situation like that, you're finding yourself, and you're finding that it does matter for you, and it's really hard to get past... I don't know. I would maybe take a second look at a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I'd say for me, even like. Like how badly do you want to It took this away <laughs> the romantic or like romanticized version of like what an engagement should look like or what a wedding should look like. And for me, like going into this process and it really like centered me on just focusing on you and me hmm. yeah. um, and not having it be anything else not yeah. having it be a show not having it be to impress anyone else not having it be about anyone else but just feeling like it could be about us yeah because th that's what I was focused on like mm -hmm. I would give up everything else and I knew that now I'd given up everything else just to be with you yeah. so I think if you've gone through an engagement like one of the lessons I'd encourage you to take is really focus on what's important like don't romanticize relationships. Don't romanticize this Hollywood version of what, you know, getting married has to be and all this other stuff. I think that's something our generation's um, understanding to some extent, especially yeah. with, like, you know, people are doing elopements more. They're doing yeah. small, intimate gatherings. Right. I think, but, like, really take advantage mm, of that. Take yeah. advantage of the fact that it's just about you and your partner. Yeah, and I think that when you come to those truths you'll find that they're so much more beautiful and they're so much more enjoyable yeah. than the kind of false romanticized images that it's we've American. been fed. Yeah. Like our relationship but also, lasts it's so authentic much and real yeah. and you, you feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there are just so many different things. There are so many things that we could say about this topic. There's so many things that I could say about this time of our relationship. Could write a book about it, which I am. So, Yeah. So just to kind of turn the table back around and come back to broken engagements. If an engagement breaks, then a question that I have, and also maybe something that you can do believe, is like, if, if 
an engagement breaks, does can can we then assume that this relationship shouldn't have or should have ended? You know what I mean? Like, can we make that assumption that if you if you come to a place where you need to break an engagement that needed to happen, can we make that assumption? That it should never be again. Not that it shouldn't. That you guys shouldn't have dated, but that it was a good break. Um. Because what what, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get to is how people come to that place. You know what I mean? Yeah, my thought is yes, because I think if you're committing to a marriage, it should be like ninety nine 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 percent certain. Right. So I'm not talking about. Engagements that break, but then they get back together and get married and are successful. That's not what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But yeah. I think if you're feeling the need to have a break in any sense, that should happen before you get married. Like, you oh, should yeah. have, like, if you're having any of those feelings. Engaged, yeah. <laughs> but, but let's say you're already in the engagement, mm-hmm. like, and you feel this need to have a break or you feel this need that something is wrong and you need to try mm-hmm. something else. Like, I think that you should take advantage of that because when you get on the other side, like, you don't know how your feelings are going to manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as we all try to think that we're really strong and, you know, moral, upright citizens, yeah. like, t- cover all your bases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Well, I think the point they're trying to get to is if you're if you're going to get engaged, like, man, you've got to really make sure this is someone that you want to marry, you know? And so I think what I'm trying to get to is, like, the different things to consider when you're trying to make that decision. Well, I think one of the, like, first things I'd recommend to anyone is instead of doing, like, premarital counseling, I would do pre-engagement counseling. Yeah, which we did. We did, yeah. yeah. And I think that's really, really helpful. Um, you need to kind of see past the honeymoon phase and you need to get into those deep things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and also like see how you handle them together. Cause you know, couples are going to fight, but how do you communicate together? And yeah. are they emotionally mature enough to handle hard topics? And yeah. um, can you guys resolve things well? Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say like pre engagement counseling is a must. Um, I think to, meeting each other's families or people that you consider family mm-hmm. um, is really important and spending like extended periods of time with them, not just to get to know the family, but to see how your partner behaves around their familiar circle. Yeah. Because they're going to repeat a lot of those behaviors with you. Yeah. If you're single, I would really encourage you to spend this time becoming the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. Because being married to someone is not trying to find the person who's going to complete you. Because you are already a whole person and they should already be a whole person. And it's not about two people coming together and completing each other. It's about two whole people coming together and living life together as two whole people. So if you have broken off an engagement, um, I just say... Don't let it be something that you carry shame about or um, heartache. I mean, obviously, like, work through the trauma or the pain that it's caused, but I think something that's really important to do as humans is to accept our story in full and own it and 
um, it's only then that God really gets to use it to its full capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, or that even you get to use it to its full capacity. Because when you're trying to constantly block out a part of your story, um, you're not allowing yourself to use the gift of what you learned to get through that pain. Yeah. So do yourself a favor and own all of your story. Yeah. Um, and if you're getting into a new relationship after having a broken engagement, um, really make sure you have invested in your healing and your dreams and make sure that you're that you're ready to live a selfless life, you know, that this person that you've chosen is uh, the one that you can team up with the best. Yeah. And who brings out your strengths and helps you with your weaknesses. Um don't be afraid to confront old thought patterns too. you know, allow yeah. yourself to change them. Even if you feel like you have healed from something or you, you've invested time in yeah. healing from something, it's okay to say like, oh gosh, this snuck up on me again. Yeah. It's kind of like forgiveness. Like you forgive once, but then you have to keep forgiving. And I yeah. think the same kind of happens with healing until you make a new pattern in your life. Like mm-hmm. you got to just keep doing it and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you have gone through a broken engagement, just know that you are worthy of the best love, you're worthy of all of the little childhood dreams that you've had about love. Yeah. You're worthy of all that stuff. Um, don't be afraid to get married too late in life. Don't be afraid to get married too early in life. Yeah. It's all about when you're ready and not about what culture says. Um, yeah. 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 Your parents wished for you or what happened in so-and-so's life. Like, and if you're in It's the all church, about when you find you know, the right relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, which for us happened pretty young, but we also... That's something that I've always wanted my whole life. I always <laughs> wanted to be very young. Yeah. That's a, that's a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We'd love to hear from you guys. This is just our personal experience of, you know, seeing people break engagements, of personally going through it. Maybe um, some reasons why we think... This this is happening more and more, yeah. and what what we see in culture, uh, just how we feel like society is just uh, cultivating a more exciting single life, which is okay, by the way, to never get married. <laughs> it's okay to to be single. Yeah, um, but also and, there's a lot of blessings to being in a relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I encourage but- marriage for everyone. <laughs> So we would love to hear from you guys. Why do you think that there is an increase in broken engagements? Do you think there is? Is this something you notice? Um, Mm -hmm. Find us on Instagram. Ask us any questions too. I love questions. It's so hard for me to talk about big, broad topics like this. I feel like my thoughts are not organized. So I need need people to prompt questions in me. And then I can talk about it for a long time. So if you want to pick up and brain. (laughs) You can DM us. It's sincerely the Armstrongs on Instagram. or, I don't know, if you're in the neighborhood, let's get coffee or something. If you want us to drink something special for you. Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> next know. time, Evan's like going to ask so. me what I'm drinking. <laughs> Someday it won't be coffee or tea. <laughs> got a nice uh, yeah. glass of Chardonnay. Yeah. I'm not a 40-year-old housewife. <laughs> and with that, we bid you adieu. Adieu. <laughs>